Today on Recur Now, we dive deep into your subscription headlines and give you a sneak peek at the newest segment of Name Your Price. I also break it down with the ProfitWell Book Club on Lost and Founder by Rand Fishkin. From our Boston HQ, it is Wednesday, September 11th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Stripe expands across the pond, an event coming soon for Boston marketers, an announcement by Teachable. Plus, we're diving deep on Spotify pushing for first place as a podcast hub. We're breaking down today's top subscription news. Stripe, the online payment processing system for internet businesses, is expanding across Europe. We peeped on Twitter that Stripe is now available in Poland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Greece, and Portugal. In a blog post, Stripe wrote, Since Stripe launched in 2011, tens of thousands of businesses across Europe have asked us to expand Stripe to their countries. This isn't surprising by any means. Europe has one of the highest densities of software engineers in the world, and thriving startup ecosystems are growing across the region. Shout out to Stripe! Parul Singh, principal at Founder Collective, is putting out something cool for marketers in Boston. She announced it via Twitter, saying, I'm launching something for B2B marketers in Boston, a series of six evenings of drinks and learning the playbook of an accomplished Boston marketer. Thursdays, 4 to 6 p.m., 919 to 1024. Keeping it small. If you're into this, please DM me your email address and why you want to join. I'm so in. Teachable hinted at a big announcement on Monday. We've since learned it's hosting a free online conference for aspiring creators to supercharge their income and impact. Teachable tweeted on Tuesday, You guessed it, we're excited to announce that Teachable Live 2019 will kick off September 24th through the 26th. Click here to register for free and save your spot. And as podcasts become the next platform for audio storytelling, Spotify wants to lead the trend. We're diving deep on how it plans to get to the top. Spotify wants to become the top podcast hub, and its chief content officer, Don Ostroff, has a plan. Since taking on the role last year, Ostroff has been building an empire of podcasts to turn Spotify into not only a leader in music, but also audio storytelling. Why the push for podcasts? Ostroff said, Becoming the most listened to audio network means that we needed to expand from just being a music platform to incorporating other types of audio, entertainment, and information on the platform. Podcasts have started to really take off. Now, podcasts can attract new listeners and increase the amount of time people spend on the platform because audio stories can be accessed on multiple devices and can be listened to while people are multitasking. But of course, what's a race to the top without a little healthy competition? We're referring to Apple, which has offered podcasts since 2005. Many people discover podcasts through Apple's podcast app, home to more than 750k podcasts shows. We're wondering if Spotify has a trick up its sleeve to step ahead. After stumbling upon the LA Times article about Ostroff, we scrolled through our own archives and remember telling you about a new Spotify app feature that may have been uncovered. Engadget reported you may be able to publish your own podcast in the Spotify app. App researcher Jane Manchun Wong, who reverse engineers apps to discover preview features, found a create podcast button on Spotify. Through this new feature, it appears as though 
anyone will be able to record, edit, and publish a podcast from their phone using the Anchor app and then upload it to Spotify. So if Spotify really does want to take home first place as podcast hub, maybe allowing consumers the ability to create is the key to success. And that's a wrap on your subscription news for September 11th. We'll have more recurring revenue news for you here tomorrow. And now a teaser for Name Your Price. Name Your Price is a game in which players are prompted with questions of monetary value. I go with half a million. $100. <laughs> 300 bucks a month. 100,000. $5,000. <laughs> I'm saying 500K. Tomorrow, we're asking our team... How much would I have to pay you to let our CEO read your Slack? Find this and more like it on RecurNow.com. Gone are the days where you had to slog away for a decade, climbing up the corporate ladder to find success. The startup boom proves that anybody can grow a lucrative business, but that doesn't mean there are shortcuts. It takes more than a can-do attitude and a garage to work in to become a successful startup founder. On today's Profit Well Book Club, I dive deep into Lost and Founder, written by Rand Fishkin of Moz and Spark Toro, who outlines the path to success in the startup world as well as the pratfalls. Lost and Founder, at its core, reinforces the idea that startup life can sound like the fast track to success, but shouldn't be confused with a get-rich-quick scheme. In it, Fishkin drives home four key points. Point number one. Build a strong foundation with a great product that fills a real need. As a startup, you're going against some heavy hitters. If your company is going to stack up, you need to do it differently and do it better. Market research is a great place to start. You don't want to pour your blood, sweat, tears, and money into a product that already exists or nobody wants. Point number two. The venture capital route may be appealing at first, but there are strings. There is so much initial investment required for a startup to get off the ground. You have your research and development costs, marketing and production, not to mention potential compensation for your own time. Everyone wants a silent partner with deep pockets to cushion the blow if things go wrong, but that is rarely how venture capital turns out. The benefits of investors are obvious, but beware, there are constraints. Point number three, you're only as good as your team. It's easy to get lost in the numbers when planning your business's future, but consider, how much does your own mental state affect your leadership capabilities? Do you have a diverse staff with a healthy work dynamic? Are you transparent enough in your communication? What are the avenues for advancement within your company? And is the pathway to promotion clear and attainable? Answering those questions can have as real of an impact on your business as anything. Point number four. Smart startups eschew growth hacks for what really matters, keeping customers happy. Margins are thin for a business in the early stages of development, it's true. Steer away from growth hacks and minimum viable products if you plan on having a sustainable business. A lot has changed in the business environment in the past several decades, but some things remain the same. Quality products and building brand trust wins the day. So do you need to read Lost and Founder? Maybe I'm biased because I'm a big Fishkin fan, but Lost and Founder is another one of those books we give to each of our team members. It provides a refreshingly transparent look into the world of founders and the teams that are shaped by them. If you feel like you're set with the above, skip ahead, but listen on for an extended take. We digested Lost and Founder from cover to cover, so you don't have to. All right, so let's dig a bit deeper into each one and see what we can unpack from Fishkin's take. Point number one, build a strong foundation with a great product that fills a real need. 
Here's a not-so-fun statistic. Only 5% of all startups see a return on investment. The ones that do, however, cash in big. How can you ensure that your business is part of that 5%? Lots of time, lots of effort, and tons of dedication. There are a few ways you can hedge your bets. One is extensive market research so that once you're ready to launch your product, you know people will be lining up to buy. Take Airbnb, for example. In a climate where you can find anything you need online from a variety of retailers, relying on a travel agency just didn't make sense anymore. Your other option for finding vacation rentals online was to do some sleuthing, often through sites like Craigslist, that were not built for the purpose exclusively. In addition to being less than secure, Airbnb saw a need and created a platform that was easier to use and better for customers than anything existing. You can also look at Uber and Yelp, who looked at the frequency of the search terms taxi and restaurant, respectively, to find out what customers were looking for. Market research is a labor-intensive process, but is more likely to lead to a startup with staying power. Point number two. The venture capital route may be appealing at first, but there are strings. The financial security of venture capital is appealing and sometimes necessary for sustained growth. However, don't let the moniker angel investor fool you. Nothing in life is free and all investments come with some kind of hang-up. Your performance will be tied to investor expectations and what they need to see for a return on investment. Expect to feel pressure to meet sales goals and sustain growth. If your investors do not see you meeting their goals, don't be surprised if they take action like pushing for high strategies that can have unforeseen consequences long-term or even your removal as CEO. Essentially, if you go got into the startup game because you were tired of answering to a boss and wanted freedom to run things how you'd like, seriously consider if the venture capital route is for you. Point number three. You're only as good as your team. Launching a startup is a big undertaking, and you cannot do it alone. Having a team that supports your vision, that feels like they're part of something big, can be a lifeline when things get rocky. Working for a startup is riskier than a 9-to-5 at an established conglomerate. They're trusting you with their future success, so the least you can do as a CEO is be transparent and trust them with the truth. If a team member is failing to perform, take action and suggest further mentoring. If financial difficulties become a pressing issue, which they often do in a startup, be honest. It can be the push they need to go the extra mile, and if cutbacks need to happen, nobody feels blindsided. The makeup of your team is crucial to your success, too. Know yourself, know your shortcomings, and fill those gaps with the right people. In addition, don't be afraid to include your team in those soul-searching conversations, because at the end of the day, you are all on the same side. A company that celebrates diversity and embraces different viewpoints is proven to perform better financially. Make sure you listen to every voice and encourage advancement within the company with clear-cut opportunities as unique as your team. Point number four. Smart startups eschew growth hacks for what really matters keeping customers happy. There's no denying that the world of startups moves incredibly fast. The world is your market. There's no testing out your product in a mom and pop shop first to work out the kinks. Barreling ahead to outpace the competition is tempting, but a smart founder knows when to slow down. Building strong customer relationships takes time. If you launch with a minimum viable product, you risk alienating customers from your brand. Yes, releasing a bare-bones version of your full product can help you collect feedback on what customers are missing and recoup some initial investment, but the risk usually outweighs the benefit. If you paid money for a subpar product, would you go back to the brand six months from now and spend more money on an improved version or just take your business elsewhere? That same forethought needs to be applied to your marketing strategy. Yes, growth hacks can boost sales in the short term, but consider the long-term effects. Will you be able to continually improve your product when all your customers and their issues come in one burst? Will you always think to plan for the future when the balance sheet looks pretty good in the moment? The point is that as much as the business world has changed, it's remained the same. 
Fishkin reminds us that sustained effort, rejecting shortcuts, and consistency are the only pathways to successful business. Again, maybe I'm biased because I'm a big Fishkin fan, but Lost and Founder provides a refreshingly transparent look into the world of founders and the teams that are shaped by them. So let us know what you think, founder or not. Hang out with us next time and let us know if you have a book you want us to break down. You can send it over to Abby at RecurNow.com or tag us on social with hashtag RecurNow and we will get it on the list. And there you have it, your September 11th episode of Recur Now. Check back here tomorrow where we do it all again. And if you know anyone who'd want on the list to receive daily episodes, send them straight to RecurNow.com. Listener.